we'll end on a black gemara. Matayi Shabbos Arshas Kisovei Shabbos night of Slichus. We're not noon base on an aleph. We're about six lines from the top of the page. Just briefly, quickly remind you, we're talking about the Slichus Beis Sheiva, and they made a great uh, tikkun institute, an institution by the um, by Slichus Beis Sheiva. They built a platform, they built these uh, a balcony, and they separated the men from the women. This particular, and uh, the Gemara asked, how can they build a platform there? And the Gemara, because you're not allowed to add anything to the base, some English that already wasn't there. And um, and we said, we learned from a Pasuk, when they eulogized, um, when they made the great eulogy, David HaMelech's family was, every family was on their own. And within the family, the men were separated from the women. That means even from your own wives and siblings, you have to separate from. So therefore we learned, Madhav by a, by a, a funeral procession, when you have other things on your mind, we separate men and women, and surely when there's levity and simcha, you have to separate men and women. So from the Gemara we just learned yesterday, I don't know if you, uh, you were told, there's, there's a number of things that we learned from the Gemara. I'll just dwell on two of them. One of them, is, it says that in this big shul, this massive shul in Alexandria, they had a, a bima right in the middle, in the epicenter of the shul, and there was somebody stand there and wave the flag so people would know where the chazan is up to. So the Rambam writes that uh, the Rambam writes in Hilchas Trilla, when you build a shul, the bima should be in the center of the shul. And um, that everybody in the shul can hear what's going on. The, um, the Kesef Misha, the Sergeus of Cairo, he writes, that it's only a practical thing. But if you're in a small shul, you don't need the bima in the middle of the shul. In, fact, in a small shul, the bima should be right up front of the shul. However, the Chassam Seifer, in his time, the reform movement started. And one of the first innovations of the reform movement was to take the bima and bring it right to the front of the shul. The Chassam Seifer and all of his students, Maramash, and, and the Chassam Seifer and all of his students came out very strongly against Davening in any shul if the bima is not in the center of the shul. And they say that the bima is in place of the mezbeach, right? We daven as a carbon. And the mezbeach, the inner mezbeach, the mezbeach apimi, if everybody can meet themselves with some background noise there, in, in the, the inner mezbeach inside the base of Migdash is right in the epicenter of the room between the shulchan and the menorah. So the Chacham Seifer says the bima must be in the middle of the shul to qualify as a, as a replacement for the Beis Hamikdash, And he says it's forbidden to daven in the shul if the bima is not in the middle. That's one thing we learned from, um, from that. Um, not everyone agrees with it. That's one thing we learned from the Gemara. The other thing the Gemara is all about mechitza. How do you know you have to have a mechitza during davening? There's no basis, nowhere to Gemara say it anywhere. And, uh, and, and all the Mephoshim say you learn from right here. You learn it from the fact that the, by the eulogy, you have to separate, by the eulogy, you have to separate the men and the women. And we learn to basically from the Shaver. So the same thing applies to Davni. It's from the Torah. And, and, and this is where the basis for having a Mechitza in the Shul comes from. Now, the Rambam writes the reason to separate the men and the women is they shouldn't mix with each other. So, according to the Rambam, the main emphasis of the Mechitza is actually they shouldn't mix with each other. So, as long as they're totally separated, you don't need a very high wall. Others say the idea, the way the Gemara seems to be looking is that they looked at each other and they winked at each other. The main problem is the looking. And if it's the looking, then you need a mechitza that's tall enough that actually covers their, the height uh, of a woman. 
So, um, so that's what therefore became a big machlek is the height of Mechitza. Ramesha was one of those lenient ones, brings it down to five feet, whatever that works out in centimeters. And, um, and uh, many others disagree. They say that, that that it has to be that you can't see each other, so it has to be like six feet. Well, how, how do the, the, ones, the ones who say you can't see, how do they go with, you know, some Haredi places have a, have a full glass wall, but it's a one-way mirror? Yeah, so that's, the problem is when they wink at each other. Oh, at each other. As in the Gemara you yesterday. Yeah, but so, it says they looked at each other, so they winked. It says they looked at each other. Charitza means not just looking. Charitza means in like acknowledging each other, giving a, a wink. It's not just looking at each other. It's a remodel, but that, that's only the basis from a chitza in a show. What about, yeah. what about for say for a chasna? What's the basis for that, mechitza? Okay, good question. Two things. First of all, the, 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 for whatever reason, which is something that always bothered me, which I have no answer for, there's three main dinim that we talk about that's accepted everywhere, but nowhere in is brought down. For example, you, you'll always hear about Nala speak Lashon Hara. And the Chafetz Chaim wrote many books on not speaking Lashon Hara. Yet there's no chapter in Shogunara that says don't speak Lashon Hara. There's no such chapter. It's amazing. How can there be no such chapter? And um, it's only found in the Magna of Rama chapter 156, which is amazing, in Arachaim. Another thing is Tzniyas for women. It's a fundamental part of Yiddishkeit. There's no chapter in the laws of Tzniyas. The only chapter in the laws of Tzniyas is in chapter 70, in Arachaim, which really is, talks about Kriyashma, 71, talks about Kriyashma and how, you know, how someone should be dressed when they're saying Krishna in front of somebody else. The, um, again, there's no separate law. And the third one is a Mechitz and a Shul. Nowhere does Shulchan Aruch say you have to have a Mechitz and a Shul, which is, which is amazing. How can that be? And I have no answer for these three things, why they're not Shulchan Aruch. But in Kedushin, we're going to get in Mitzvah Shem Kedushin in a couple of years, and I've paid all of it. There, the Gemara talks about having a Mechitz, Rav and Abaya, what they used to do, they used to put the, a divider, and they, but Rashi says it was for a shear when they used to learn. A wedding, the Shulchan Aruch, the, the Shulchan Aruch in, in, Hichel, in Ebenezer says that not only you have to have a mechitza by a wedding, but the, the, the Bach brings over there and all the commentaries are bring that if you don't have a mechitza, you're not allowed to say Shasimcha b'maynot, that Hashem is happy and you know, you're having a simcha in Hashem's place, Hashem is not there. So there in a, in a simcha, in a way, he's even strict in the davening because the simcha is what the is. When there's a lot of joy and levity, sometimes people forget the rules. So therefore, therefore, it's more important in a way by a wedding than by davening. There are those who want to say that in the shul, it's only from the rabbis having a mechitza uh, because it's not, there's no levity there. It's very serious. Others say it's definitely not any less serious than a funeral and a hesped, and yet it says clearly here that have to be separated. Okay, so we now we want to know this hesped. What's this eulogy all about? Says the Gemara. Um, so we are up to the Gemara here, about seven lines at the top of the page. Um, who are you eulogizing here? There's an argument of Daisha Rabbana. Chadama once said, Al Mashiach ben Yasef Shenerev. We have two Mashiachs. The final one is Mashiach ben David, which we're all waiting for. The other one is Mashiach ben Yasef. There's another one that uh, this Mashiach will come and first help the Eden bring out the throne, then he will be killed in the war. And according to many, it already, you know, Mashiach ben Yasef already came and went, and now we're ready for waiting for Mashiach ben David. And I saw Shlomo Goran was told us when he was in Caracas, and he stayed by us. So he said, the difference between Mashiach ben Yasef and Mashiach ben David is, he said, Mashiach ben Yasef will take the Eden out of Golis, and Mashiach ben David will take the Golis out of the Eden. 
and that's a much harder job. The Chad Amar, another one said, "Al When Mashiach will finally come, we are going to destroy the Yitzhahara, and that's why we're going to cry and eulogize. The more obviously is, is a bit uh, dumbstruck. What, what do you mean? For the Yitzhahara, we're going to make eulogies. We're talking about Mashiach when Yitzhah that he will die. Okay. It says, it says in the Pasuk, that they will all uh, look at me, they'll all look at me as it, those that they stabbed with a knife, the soft to all over, they are going to eulogize him. They're going to miss, they're going to eulogize him as if they lost their only single child. Okay, I understand. It's a very sad. We lost Mashiach ben Yosef. It's a harder genetic. We're talking about the eight evil inclination that we finally destroyed. High has paid by Lemevit. We are simcha by Lemevit. Well, you make a eulogy. On the contrary, we should be overjoyed. Amai bochu. Why would they cry if the eight hundred disappeared? They're crying not about the fact the eight hundred disappeared. They're crying about the past. They, when they confront their evil inclination, everyone's going to cry. But some crying will be tears of joy. And some will be tears of, tears of sadness. That he will destroy the, 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 the Yitzhahara once and for all. Tzadikim, they'll view the Yitzhahara, it'll appear to them, kahar, like this mammoth mountain, and they wouldn't believe their, their good fortune that they were strong enough and had such strong conviction that they overcame the desire to listen to this Towering Yitzhahara. The Rishayim will look at the Yitzhahara, see how the Yitzhahara was merely a, 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 a hair, a strand of hair, and yet they succumbed. All cry. Wow, it's incredible. How in the world were we able to overcome such a mammoth, um, you know, Yitzhahara uh, like what we had? How is it that we couldn't we couldn't overcome this Yitzhara? In fact, Abish herself wonders with them. It says, So says I'm amazed. The remnants of these people, just like they're amazed, I will also be amazed. When he starts out, he's merely like was like a spider web, nothing. Well, the safe, but if you allow it, it becomes like the ropes of a wagon. Shalemet says, Those who start getting drawn by sin, they start out with ropes that are empty, nothing there. But over time, in other words, once you get used to sinning, it gets harder and harder to, it's like an addiction. Once you get addicted, it's very difficult to break away. Same thing. The first time you do an evade, it's, it's, it's very, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it wasn't really that compelling. But then over time, we had before, Rehda Huda said, and he gets used to it, Benasa like a hetta. And therefore, it's very difficult to step away from it. Mashiach ben David, that we hope will reveal himself in the very future. Hashem said to him, Shall me many dover, ask me anything you want. Ask me whatever you want, and I will give it to you. So, how do I know that? It says, I will relate and I will relate to you. I gave birth, I will tell the world that I just gave birth to you. Shall me many, ask me, ask me anything about the nations, and I will give it to you then as an inheritance. That's what he said. <clears throat> 
was killed. You wonder what I want? Give me life. Give me life. I want to. I want to be guaranteed that I will. That I will remain. He said, "Life." Even before you ask, your 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 um your ancestor already davened for you. Remember, it says, All I ask you for is life, and I gave it. And sadly, gave it to him. So we see that Moshe ben Yosef, the you know, uh, pastor, will get killed, and Moshe ben David will remain on. Seven different titles for the Yetzirah, and each one focuses on a different part of it. That's what it is. It says, the inclination of a person is is bad from, from young. It's like, you know, um, like Freud said, essentially a person is bad. Moshe called him the uncircumcised. Shnemer says, but you have to circumcise that which covers over your heart. And, and you have to remove that. So therefore, you can go ahead and do what your thing is. Um, so Noah Moshe Rabbeinu said, it's not, it's, I can, he, he sort of davened that the Yetzirah shouldn't be as bad as the way the Abish to put it. Dovi called it Tommy. Dovi referred to him as something Tommy. Shnemer says, like Tori Broly, Lakim. Hashem gave me a pure heart, which means that there is another heart which isn't so pure. That's the Yetzirah. They called Ika There's also someone that's Tame. The Yetzirah. Shleim Kodosayna. Shleim Kodosayna. The Yetzirah, our enemy. Shleim says, Imrav Sinacha, if your enemy is hungry, Hachilei Lechem, feed him bread. What's bread? Give him, learn Taita. Imtzaman, if you are thirsty, Hashkei Mayim, drink water again. Water also is um, is the Taita. We'll soon see the Gemara. So therefore, <clears throat> he refers to um, what do you call it? To the Yitzhahara as uh, um, what do you call it? As uh, as something that is bad. Place, <clears throat> um, and then he says, um, because you are shoving aside the coal, Al Rosheh place it on his head. Hashem will. Reward you for it. So he's calling clearly here. Sarnach. He refers to Yitzhak and refers to him as a as your enemy. And what do Hashem will reward you? Atikri Yishalach. Do not read that he'll reward you. Elo Yashli Menulach. That word that he will make shalom with you. That he will calm you down. Yishaya Kara Mitzri. Yishaya called Yitzhak a stumbling block. Shemar says it says in the pasuk Soilu Soilu, and it says here. That you should um, clear the way, clear the way. Panu derech, you should clear the way. Harimoy mikshol mederech ami. I want you to lift uh, the the stumbling block that's found on the way. Yecheskel karu evan yecheskel for the yitzharu first was a stone. Shemar says vasiraisias leva emir b'sachar. Remove the stone, your heart of stone, that you're insensitive to kedusha. In other words, each one is focusing on a different yitzharu. Is all of them. He's bad. He's your enemy. He's all of them. He's a stumbling block. Depends. Sometimes he comes across a different. Different guises, but they're all different uh, tools that Yetzirah uses. And I'll give you a heart made out of flesh, a heart that is sensitive to um, to kedusha, to holy things. 
something which is hidden inside you. So you're saying here that we are going, David is saying, I'm going to remove the stone and I'm going to destroy that which is hidden. In other words, I'm going to destroy the Yitzhahara. Somebody learned this, that's funny, I will destroy the Yitzhahara. The Yitzhahara should soften this is the Yitzhahara that is constantly inside the heart of a person. And I will throw him out, cast him. I will cast him at a tzir to land of his thirst to shmei that is destroyed mayim lemakom sheein bnei adam mitzuyin liyzgaras behen as part of. I will send him away in a place where he cannot antagonize anybody or entice anybody, and um, as part of elayama kadmani, and he will be facing the yama kadmani, the, the the sea at the east. What does that mean? So now we explain. Shenasim first the yitzhar was the is the Yetzirah part of the Neshama? The Yetzirah, no, the Neshama is a soul. Yetzirah is a, an emotion. Kind of, it's, is it within the Neshama? Does the Neshama, the, the Yetzirah come within the Neshama? Or, so I'll explain or... to you. In, in a nutshell, um, it says in the Pasig, when I'll tell you what Chassidus says, because Chassidus talks about this, not, not others for him. It says in the Pasig, in, in the name, Neshama is Aniasisi. Every person has two souls. You have an animal soul and you have a godly soul. The animal soul itself is 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 uh, has animal instincts. It wants self-indulgence. It's not bad. It's not intrinsically bad. It just wants instant gratification, things that 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 give it enjoyment. The godly soul obviously just wants to serve Hashem. Emanating from this soul of the animal soul comes the yetzahara. Now the the yetzah is a feeling, an emotion. We are not in touch with our souls because it's in our subconscious. What we are, what we, on our conscious level, what we feel are what our heart pulls us to, you know, what it drags us to. So we have the, the emotions. The Yetzat Toiv is the emotion that tries to bring good, and that comes from the Nefesh of the Kis, the godly soul. And the Yetzahara comes from, emanates from the animal soul, and therefore it wants you to do bad because that's its gratification. But we say in Krishna, you should love Hashem with both of your hearts. And Rashi says, with your two Yetzahs, the Yetzat Toiv and your Yetzahara. So if you can convince yourself that there's nothing more gratifying, nothing more enjoyable than serving Hashem, then even your animal soul will, will transform itself and be what, interested in that as well. What are the two Neshamas? I didn't catch the word. One is called Nefesh Elikis, the godly soul, and one is called Nefesh Habahamis, the animal soul. So we have two souls. And there's a constant struggle between the two souls. That's what life is all about. That's their agenda. And our... And we are like in the between, and we have to uh, overcome the, 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 I guess, the, the, the urgencies and the, and the, and the, the whims of the nefesh abamis and, and follow the nefesh of a kiss. So you say, when we're born, two neshamas come into our body. Yeah, except the eight, the Gemara says, the learners in head, and the eight Sahara is older than the eight Sahara, it's called a melech zakin exil, because as soon as you're born, you have the eight Sahara. The Yetzir type does not come fully into a person until the Bar Mitzvah. And when the, by a bris or by a name calling by a girl, that's when they get a little bit of the Yetzir type in there. But they don't get the full Yetzir type until the Bar Mitzvah or Bas Mitzvah. That's what happens at Bar Mitzvah. It's not just a day in the calendar. Something major happens. That's when the, the Yetzir type comes in. The, I mean, maybe there's also a distinction between the elements of the neshama. The, the neshama is one aspect of it, and the nefesh, which you're talking about as well, the nefesh, they're also different aspects of, of the neshama. So it's, 
I mean, is it, are we saying the nefesh and the neshama are actually identical? We have, we, we, we actually have it in the Gemara in Brachas. The neshama has five names, but actually it's five levels of the neshama. The five levels are nefesh is the lowest, then ruach, then neshama, then chayyeh, then yechida. Chayyeh, yechida are parts, two parts of the neshama that don't really enter our body. They're such a high level. And then you have neshama and naran, neshama, ruach, nefesh that's inside us. And we had, we'll have a Gemara Megillah. Rashi said that even though Daniel didn't see, but his neshama above saw. So there's a part of our neshama that's in Shemayim that didn't come into our goof. And whatever, if you ever have uh, suddenly a, an arousal that you want to do a mitzvah, and you have no idea where it came from, because it's not like you sat down and you, you thought about it. So it came out of nowhere. That is the neshama, the shemayim was able to send a message to the neshama in your body and, and, it, and was able to pass through. And suddenly you got this iris. Like it says in Pekiyavis, every day a baskal comes out from heaven and says, you know, woe is to the Torah that nobody's learning it. What's the point of the baskal every day if nobody hears it? I want to show us and Shemayim here. It's the I want to show us trying to send the message to us, and sometimes it gets through. Most times it doesn't. So let's continue. Now. What do the Yetzirahara um, spread out through all the different neshamas, or is it just in the uh, neshama the elaki? No, none of them. The Yetzirahara is, is not part of the neshama. The neshama is subconscious. The Yetzirahara is your conscious level. It emanates from your animal soul. There is no Yetzirahara whatsoever in your godly soul. It has nothing to do with the soul is, is what's inside us, giving us vitality. The Yetzirah is an emotion, is a, a proclivity to do things which are bad. It's a, it's a, it's a Yetzirah. It comes from your goof? It, no, it comes from the Nefesh of Bamis, and the Yetzirah type comes from the Nefesh of But it's in your conscious level. You're aware. You know exactly if you want to do good or you want to do bad. That's the Yetzirah type and the Yetzirah, pulling you in different directions. But where do they come from? Their origins are from this neshama that's deep down within us. Okay, this is a, this is something the beginning of Tanya talks about and elaborates a great length. Oh, let's continue now. So the ECA tahara, what does it do? Um, <clears throat> so it says over here that he turns to the east, the eastern sea. Shenasan ain't the migdash. The tahara decided he couldn't tolerate any more the first base of migdash. It causes destruction because the people in the first base midrash they didn't they, they were over on Gila and all that various there in Abu Dzara. The Harag and they killed many Tamid Chamim at that time. We actually had him on Shabbos that first day. It says in the Gemara if you remember the Abish said I never changed my mind about anything except this. First he didn't want to he wanted to protect all the tzaddikim, but then he decided because the tzaddikim didn't protest when they saw observed all the Yidin then misbehaving and they didn't say a word. I want them to die first. So that happened the first base of Midrash. The Saifa then he turned around the Yamach and to the latter sea. This is all reading the Pasuk. Then he turned around to the, he decided he doesn't want the second base of Midrash either. The Hachriva destroyed it. And they killed many Tamil at that time. So this is what happened. And then his, his stench went up. What is that referring to? He decided to leave behind all the goyim, doesn't matter what they do, and he only cared about, whenever the Gemara wanted to talk about the Jewish people in a very negative way, they would always talk about like a third person or like a euphemism. He decided he wanted to incite the enemies of the Jews, which means the Jews. What do you mean, what, what does that mean, he grew and he, um, 
uh, what do you call it? And he has, he, um, he grew and he did, he wanted to do big things. The Yetzirah felt that his mission was if he can get another Talmud Chacham to succumb to his, to his spell, he felt a much greater achievement. And we had a few occasions where Elmer Chagiga, but Elisha Ben Avu, who was a Tanu, unfortunately, then became known as Elisha Acher because he went off completely off the derech. Um, so the Gemara continues here. We had Yechen and Koyim Gadol and Marim Rachas, the Flamenal, that we had a Koyim Gadol, a high priest. For 80 years, he was a high priest, and then he became a Tzluki, which, uh, or he tolerated Tzluki, became more moderate. So the Gemara continues. Kihar tells a story. Abayah said that the Yetzirah works harder with Tamil Chami. He tells a story. Shamil Hugavra, he once heard this guy talking to a girl. The Karmala told this girl, Let's wake up really early in the morning and go on our merry way. And Abayah started becoming suspicious. They could go early, early morning into the forest for a walk. Omar, he said, What's my duty? I heard it. So it must be, it must be that's my duty to make sure they don't commit any sin. So I will follow them, and as soon as they're about to do a sin, I will prevent it from happening. He walked with them 12 kilometers. 12 kilometers. You're talking about he walked with them over three hours. Bagma out there in the swamps, in the marshes, and then nothing happened. And they came to a fork in the road. And the guy says to the girl, when they were about to separate in different directions, because he was going in one direction and she was going in another one. Shaminu, Abaya heard the guy said to the girl, our paths are very far from each other. We're about to split. Had we continue walking together, I really enjoyed our partnership. So Abaya saw two things there. He saw that they weren't just strangers. They knew each other. They enjoyed their company, but they did nothing wrong. They did absolutely nothing wrong. Omar Abaya, look at this comment. Abaya said, if we have a, if it's somebody that I hate, he meant himself. Again, a euphemism. If I would have been walking with a girl in the middle of the, in the forest, nobody around, I would have done this. I would have committed a sin with this girl. This is Abaya, the great Abaya. So he felt terrible. How this young man had such strength of character and discipline and they behaved 100%. And Abaya felt that he, in the same circumstance, wouldn't. He felt so upset, he went over to the door when he came back home and he leaned against the hinges of the door and he felt, wow, here I'm a Baya, I learn all the time, the great Baya, and yet I have such a big Sahara. Also, Ahusaba came along this elderly person, and he told him, you should know, that the degraded, just because um, you're a tzaddik, and you and you felt that you would have succumbed, you would have you know been distant because you have a much greater yetsahara than an average person. So if you see tzaddikim sin, you can't just disparage them and say, "Oh, they're destroying." Their yetsah, you know, you can never judge anybody else. It's not like we all have the same yetsahara, and therefore you can say, "Well, I didn't listen to the yetsahara. Why did you?" Every person's yetsahara is relative to who they are. So therefore, no one can judge anybody else when it says a missionary. You should, done, you should judge every person with the Kafs because you have no idea what kind of Yetzirah they have. You don't know what their circumstances are and you have no right to, to judge others. So, so Abayi then was placated. Yetzirah never rests, doesn't just tread water. He continuously never tires from trying to induce you to do an Avera. 
Shnemer says, Rak, Ra Kolayim. He's constantly bad every day. No orders for the way we interpret he is Kolayim. All day long, he tries to intensify his, um, his, uh, oh, oh, his seduction. I say it strengthens every single day. Ultimately, he wants you to succumb and then he can die. She never says, Russia is looking towards a tzaddik. And he wants to kill him. We wouldn't have the support from Hashem. We have free choice. We have free choice because uh, albeit we have the Yetzahara who is very, uh, very uh, convincing. Hashem helps us out that we should so that we can have a balance so that we can choose for iniquity. That's what Yiddishkeit, an axiom and Yiddishkeit is that we all have free choice. And that's why we get rewarded and punished accordingly. And even though the Yetzirah is that uh, dominant figure in our lives, Hashem supports the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah no couldn't, couldn't handle it. Because um, the Apostle Hashem Hashem will not forsake us and leave us totally in the hands of the Yetzirah. Lo yashi enu And he won't allow him um, and you won't find him guilty when he judges us. Hi. So there are extenuating circumstances. Tana, the way Is that, is that, sorry, is there a horror and yet talk what, uh, what's in your mind, or does it, does it come into fruition? It's up yeah. to you. If you only are tempted to do an Avera and you control yourself, we don't do an Avera, that in, we'll learn your Mark Kedushin, then the first parik, that in itself is a mitzvah. If you ever have still a Yetzirah, sorry, that's part of the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah starts from your mind and goes to your heart. Okay, Usually, what happens is if you okay, but those are two parts, so two two different parts. You can have a, a Yetzirah if you want to, I don't know, say kill somebody, but you don't. If you don't kill him, is that still a Yetzirah? If you kill him, okay. is that a Yetzirah still? Yes. However, it's not enough. By, by us, we say Machshava Ra. If you have a, if in your mind you want to commit a sin, whatever the sin may be, it's not considered not there yet. And if you're, you have the capacity to do it, and yet you control yourself. But we you don't still say I'll hate for it. You, you, you don't want, you don't want to have bad either, because bad machshavas lead you to do things. But if you have a bad machshava and you control yourself and you don't succumb to that machshava, it's considered oh, you just did a mitzvah. But it's a, it's a, but we, we say I'll hate for it still. Still hate. I'll hate for Yetzirah. I'll hate for Yetzirah, yeah. even though Yetzirah is the source of all our verses. I'll that we allow the Yetzirah to send us thoughts and we leave the thoughts in our mind. We let it percolate in our mind. That percolating in our mind is a bad thing. It's a very bad thing. But it's not, itself, itself is not an Aveda. It leads you to an Aveda. The only time it's an Aveda is if you're, talk, if you're thinking about women. Remember, he ruling his Kashim Aveda. Hiruri Avera is Kashem Avera is referring to Arayus, to Erva. But uh, we should have pure thoughts as well. That's our mission. Our mission is to ensure that these thoughts don't come into our mind because one thing leads to another. So um, that's, that's all part of the, the modus operandi of the of the Yitzhara. We all know how the Yitzhara works. We all have one. So the um, more continues. What do you do to talk about Yitzhara is there and really bothering you and strong and you're finding it difficult to overcome it? Just open a Gemara, learn Dafyemi or learn Gemara, learn anything. Learn something, learn Taita. Because if the Yitzhara is like a stone, insensitive, it will disintegrate. It behaves like a piece of metal, it will spark, it will fall apart. 
is like a stone. That means you're insensitive to anything, to any joy, anything kedusha, anything esoteric. Anybody thirsty, go drink water. Rukhsimim says, so different titles like water. And it says, that stones are ground by water. So water breaks through stones. If you learn tighter, you'll break through the Yetzirah of the stone. In Basilu, if he acts like a piece of metal, it will fall apart. It says, my words are like fire. Nuhum Hashem says Hashem. Like a hammer that will break a stone. The Yetzirah, in fact, in Babasa, we'll learn the first paragraph, he has three names. He's called Malach Amavis, he's called Satan, he's called Yetzirah. It's all three the same Malach. First he gets you to do Navera, Yetzirah. Then he goes and prosecutes you, he's the Satan. And then he carries out the judgment, he's a Malach Amavis. So he says here, Yetzirah induces you in this world. Then he becomes the witness against you. He prosecutes you. Shalemar says, it says in the Pasik, the Fanek, Menoyer, Avoda, it says in the Pasik, from the, from the youth, from the young, um, you are already, um, you know, Mephanek is somebody who, uh, Mephanek we had before, somebody who's very, um, I guess, indulgent. So, and, and he likes to, uh, to take care of himself. So, Mephanek, Menoyer, Avoda, from the, from the, from the youth, um, his Mephanek is Evid. The Evid here is referring to the Yetzirah. Bachrisa, by the end, yeah, he will be a monon. What's a monon? So he starts out that you first you follow the ways of your um, of your Avda, your slave, which is the Yetzara. And the end, you become a monon. this what's going on here? In the olive base, you have the units, and then you have the so you have one through nine. Aleph is one. Beis Gitu through nine, and then you have Yud through Tzadik, and then you have the hundreds, which is Kuf, and onwards. If we, there's one of the ways of, 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 if you want to transpose letters, you want to substitute letters, we take, if any number that equals to 10, Aleph is one, and Tes is nine. The two together make up 10. So Aleph and Tes are interchangeable. Beis is two, and Ches is eight. So Beis and Ches are interchangeable. Gimel and Zion are interchangeable, and Dalit and Vav are interchangeable. But Hey has no part. Hey is on its own. The same thing is with Yud. Yud is 10 and Tzadik is 90. 10 and 90 makes up 100. Chof and Pei, 20 and 80 makes up 100. Lamed and Ayin, 30 and 70 make up 100. And Mem and Sama, 40 and 60. But Nun is on its own. So Hey and Nun are on its own. So in Pasha's Bilam, it says, Hen, um, Hen, uh, uh, my nation is alone. It says hen, because the letters hey and nun have no partners, and my nation, the Jews, have no partners as well. And so therefore, so that's so that all these letters are interchangeable. And likewise, you have the kuf, rei, shin, tuf, 100, 200, 300, 400. They're also interchangeable with the manzpach. Manzpach are the five letters we're learning more in Megillah that we forgot about. You know, those five letters have two letters. The mem, if it's in the beginning or middle of a word, then you have the mem at the end of the word. It's called mem, nun, tzadik, pei, chaf. And these letters are value of 500 through 900. Chaf is 500, and mem is 600, and nun is 700, and tzadik is, and pei is 800, and tzadik is 900. And we do the same thing there. We take the, the chaf and we match it with the, with the, with the tzadik. So it's 500, um, sorry, um, we take the kuf, sorry, we take the kuf, and we match it with the tzaddik is 100 and 900 becomes 1,000. We take the rage and we match it with the final pay, 
becomes a thousand and so on. And again, the middle letter is left open. So if you take the letters, the hey and the nun interchangeable, because the hey and nun are both single, so they're both interchangeable. And you take the word monoin and you say minoin. So we say that the nun is a, is a, is a, uh, I'm sorry, the mem is equal to a samach, right? Remember, mem is 40, samach is 60, together they make 100. So the mem becomes a samach, the nun becomes a hey, the vav becomes a dalit because six and four is 10. So welcome to dalit, and the nun is a hey. That means at the end, this satan will become the witness against you. Okay, a bit complicated, but that's how it works. Rabbi Huna asks a question. See, the one positive said, the one positive says that like that he led you astray. Okay, so in other words, what do you mean? It's hard to lead you astray. It's hard to not part of you. It's outside of you, but it's leading you astray. But another positive says, Bekir bump. It says that, the, that the, this is inside you, as if inside you, they were, you're already bad. So he answers, but Chila, he said, first the Yetzirah is outside of you, tries to um, induce you to do another error. And once you get used to it, with the it's already inside you. Omar Rabba, you know the famous story, that there's a big rabbi called Hisham in Berlin. So first he was a rabbi in Frankfurt, there was a rabbi in London, there was a rabbi in Berlin. So... He, and then when he came to Berlin, the people in the shul were so fry, and he talked to them like going to the wall. So once in Shabbos Shul, he got up and he made the following question. He said, I was a rabbi in these three cities. When I came to Frankfurt, well, they were all very, very frum. And anyhow, I was walking uh, one day down the street, and I walked by the bar, and I see there's a guy standing there, and he's crying. I walked over to the guy, I asked him, who are you? And he told me, he is the eighth horror. I said, why are you crying? He said, I'm crying. Nobody listens to me here. I talk and I talk. Nobody listens to me. <laughs> Never happened before. So then when I went to London, he says, I was, um, I was also walking down the street and, and I see this guy, I recognize him running right by me. I stopped him and said, hey, I saw you in Frankfurt. What are you doing here? He goes, I, I got no time for you. I'm so busy here in London. Everybody's listening to me. I, gotta, I have no time to talk to you. Sorry, Rabbi. He says, now I'm in Berlin and I'm walking down the streets and I walk by the, I walk by the bar, the door's open. I see the same guy sitting there and he's laughing in the bar. I walked over and I said, Shalom Aleichem, said, what's going on here? He says, Berlin, I don't have to do anything. The people do the work for me. <laughs> that's, how he, that's how he got the people in Berlin. So, and that's what Gemara is saying here. The Yetzirah works in, in steps. Oh, my Rabbi says, but first the Yetzirah is called a Halech, it's called like an outsider. Uh, you know, he's just passing by. After a while, he becomes a guest. He's, he, he comes and visits you quite often. All of a sudden, you then become your master. You can no longer pull away from him. Shenema, because it's actually a passage where it says, by it says, first he came by the person, the rich person, this is the story with Dovna Melech when he stole Basheva and Nosnanovi chastised him. And he said to him, there was a rich man who had plenty of sheep, and the poor man came to him. And, the, and to give to the guest food, the, the rich man decided to go to the poor man and give it, give the food to him. So uh, we see he starts out in the posse, starts out being, you know, an outsider. And then he became a guest. And then he, and then Yasal Ishabolo gave it to the Ish that came to him, and he became eventually his master. Amrabiyah says, the part that a person uses for Znus, Marivoy, to keep it. Uh, hungry, in other words, you don't feed into its desires. 
eventually be full and eventually you'll lose these desires. Abba must be, if you give in to all of his desires, Rav will never be happy. I'll always want more. That's how Tyson learns. Rashi learns that, uh, that if you must be, if you say that, if you say that, then Rav eventually, as you get older, your body will get weaker and you won't be able to perform anymore. Shnemar, because it says in the Pasuk, Kimar Ison Vayirbo. It says that they were they were hurt by it, by his bow, and they became full. In other words, if you don't come at if you don't give it, if you don't give it much, you don't feed into it, and eventually you'll feel satisfied and it won't bother you anymore. The four things Hashem created in this world, and he has charata, he created them. At least he says that he had charata. Not that he should change his mind. From the beginning, he only had a mind to do so much. And says if he had charata from what they're doing, doing any more. Shavuotam Elohim, Golos, the fact that he put us in exile, Kazdim, the nation of Kazdim, which is Wuchadnetzer, and Yishmaelim, and the Yishmaelim, the Yetzer Hara, and the Yetzer Hara. Golos, the Chesivit says, what am I doing here? took my nation for nothing, and they're still there. So no, they were just saying, I wish it wasn't there. You're going to Golos. Kazdim, the Nebuchadnezzar, the, 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 the Babylonians, the Sibit says, I wish they weren't around. Yishma'elim, the Arabs, the Sibit says, Yishma'elim, that they will, um, actually, these are the Arabs that are resting in tents um, and they're, they're out in the patches all the time. And they feel confident, even though they're angering Hashem. To those people who bring God in their hands. In other words, I wish they weren't around. I cause it to be bad. As if to say, I lament the fact that I did that. So the Mephoshim pick up, they say, you notice it doesn't mention Edom here. It doesn't mention the Christians and all that. Because with the Christians, it says there were times that we, we actually will have more of a Yazada. The first 25 years go right. That, that even though on one hand we say Edom is the worst, but it seems from this Gemara here that Yishmaelim are even worse than Edom, as we can see today. Amar Didn't we? Didn't we have a Gemara? Sorry, to interrupt. But didn't we have the Gemara where the where the uh, Sanhedrin was able to eradicate the Eight Sahara, and then the whole world stopped existing? So how could the Kodesh say, you know, I wish I would never have created it without having it? The, the world doesn't exist. You talk about the Gemara, you know the Gemara Sanhedrin. You talk about Rabbi Yuma, we just learned. The Gemara is talking about the not Yetzahara generally. It was the Yetzahara for Arayas. The Yetzahara for adul um, adultery. First, they got rid of the Yetzahara for idol worship. We don't have a Yetzahara idol worship. Then they decided they want to get rid of the Yetzahara for adultery. And then what happened was that even the chickens stopped, bearing, stopped laying eggs. So they had to bring it back. We're not talking about the Yetzahara to eat tray for all that. That you know that you can control. In fact, Tracer says the reason why Yom Kippur we read the Pasha Arayas is because it's the most difficult um, test that people have. And in fact, in, in Sanhedrin, the third peg, it's called like we're an onus. We can't control ourselves sometimes. So that's what they try to get rid of. Not the, not the general Yetzirah. Omar Rabiecha. Sorry, the question I got on this is, uh, I don't know if you can answer this, but it's says, how can Hashem regret anything that he created? That doesn't make any sense. Mephar should say it doesn't mean he regretted it. This was always the plan. He 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 want, we needed Golas because that prepares us for Mashiach, that prepared us, Mitzrayim prepared us for Matan Terah. But he felt bad that that's the only way to do it, but he needed it. He didn't, so it doesn't mean regret that 
he shouldn't have done it. Chas v'shalom. Maybe she doesn't doesn't make any regrets. Doesn't have any regrets. I told you the Gemara Shabbos we had that over there. The only time Hashem regretted or changed his mind about something was punishing a Tamil Chachamim. It's an expression of regret that he had to do it in order to get to the point that he wanted to, but um, you know he, he he's not getting any joy out of it. That's what it is. He's not getting any joy out of it. Regretting is a human thing, not a, a Eibushter thing. Every every single middle is is a, is a human thing, but Eibushter also has middles, right? Hashem has good. Hashem is not good or bad. Hashem created the idea of good or bad. Everything is a creation, um, including the idea of uh, of feeling bad about something or feeling good about something, and all that. We're going to learn about Chagiga that where Hashem has certain things that he's very upset about, and uh, about people how they behave, but he can't do anything about it. Um, more than more than that, whatever whatever happens, it's like a shkocha protest. Whatever happens is always for a reason. Yeah, but he can't use that cheshbon for Navera. Say, well, shkocha protest that I ate trace because uh, so therefore it's all right. We choose. We have free choice when it comes to mitzvahs. Sounds Everything good. else in life is Ashgachah Pratis. If I, if I had met you or I happened to be living in Australia or anything, that's all Ashgachah Pratis. Mitzvah Averis, that is choice. And that's why, that's our service. We have to choose the right way. We have Natayah. And I want you to choose the right way. So we're continue. Sorry? Where's the place on the dot? Oh, Nun Bay's on the base in the middle of the page. I don't know. If somebody wants the arch scroll. Someone should say what it is, where it is. Fifty-two B two. Oh, Rabbi said, Rabbi said, had it not been for these three psukim, then um, when is this Again, it's a euphemism for the Yidden. Then we would have been lost completely, if not for the fact that Shem said, you know, I did it. I put the Yetzirah in, so that sort of relieves us a little bit of our culpability. Hashem put us in a situation that we can't really help. Hashem said, I'm the one who caused you to behave in a bad way. So Hashem took some of the responsibility. We are like a clay in the hand of the former. Of, um, so therefore, again, that you know, we are just you know, neutral and able to form us in a certain way. The last one where it says, I will remove the heart of stone. I mean, who put it in the first place? And therefore, he will take away the eight heart from us eventually. So this makes it easier for us. Also from the following passage where it says, In my spirit, I will place in you. It says in the passage further, Hashem showed me five carpenters of five skilled tradesmen. Who in the world are these four skilled tradesmen? And they are both considered builders because um, they're going to build the base of Megiddo. Rashi says that they're both going to be involved in building the base of Megiddo. So it sounds to me that Mashiach ben Yosef He's going to build the base Hamigdash, and he'll get killed only afterwards. Which means, according to this Rashi, then Goygo Magog will happen after the base Hamigdash will be built. That's what Rashi says. Rashi says they're both Lebinia base Hamigdash. Elio is a builder uh, because he built that that or oh, that altar in Har Carmel, and Koyin Sedek. Koyin Sedek is Malk is shame. 
the son of Noach, and he helped build the ship. Why these four people are nominated, the Mephoshim don't really know. Why put these four? A Mashiach is one thing, but why shame there's so many other builders and he built the base of Migdash and or the he built the base of Migdash. You know, how, why these four? Not sure. Masid Ab Shesh has a question. If so, if so, then tell me, how do you explain the passage where it says, he said, Lema, following. These corners, Asher Zoruas Yehuda, that spread and, and uh, scattered the people of Yehuda. Sounds like they're bad people. You're saying that these people, these Kharashim, are good people. They're building the base of Migdash. They're bringing the Eden together. Yet the Pasik said that these Kronos, these four horns, these four Kharashim, were the ones who caused the Eden to scatter. By, um, so he says here, Amalei, so Rab Chana said to him, you totally misunderstood the Pasik. By Yavoyu Eila, that these four um, uh, you know, these four tradesmen, or these four skilled artisans, they came to intimidate them, and they came to uh, put fear into them, on the contrary. And um, and that is to um, get rid of these corners that are trying to cause the Eden to be scattered all over the world. They're the ones that bring them together. You got it wrong. These are four great tzaddikim who are builders. These are builders. So two Mashiachs are built in the base of Migdash, and then you have, um, what do you call it, Elio, who built, I mean, why Elio more than the, the Shleimer, I guess, because maybe because the first base of Migdash they built, but it got destroyed. So these are not the builders that we want. We want builders that completely achieve what they wanted to achieve. So, but um, Elio and Harakan, well, he built the Muzbeach, and he got rid of all the false prophets. So he built and he completed his, um, his assignment. And the same thing with, uh, with the, with the Tabor. That they built the table, complete his assignment. So why shame is mentioned in that noyach? That I don't know. I will never argue with Chana when it comes to uh, Medrash because he is so much smarter than me. Says so he further. Um, it says in positive, and this will make sure that there's Shalom. Asher, when it comes to Asher, the, the country of Assyria, when um, will come into our land, and they'll step upon our palaces, and we will say, we will set on him, Shiva seven shepherds, and eight, uh, eight members of the, of the noble families. What are we talking about? Who are these seven shepherds and eight members? Is like this. So the Gemara says, um, uh, what do you call it? Who are the seven shepherds? David Be'emtza, Adam Sheis and Meshulach, Adam and his son Sheis and Meshulach, they never sinned. Rashi says that Adam, Rashi, by the way, starts off this whole Gemara. He says, I have no idea. Rashi doesn't normally say this. Rashi says, Behemtam. I have no idea why these seven people were, were nominated as the seven shepherds of Kal Yisrael. But Adam and Shays didn't commit any sins because till the generation of Enosh, who was Shays' son, there were no sins. Only, the, only then started that way. There's all that. And Mr. Shalach, we know that the, the, the flood was delayed seven days. So they can sit seven days in the morning for Mr. Shalach. It was on the right side of David and Avram, Yaakov, and Moshe Bismillah. Avram, Yaakov, Moshe left. Rashi says Yitzchak wasn't there because he was busy defending, being an advocate Adam, of the Jews. So, sorry to interrupt. Adam sinned. He ate the apple. Sorry, you said Adam never sinned. Adam said, said 
never sinned. He did sin. Yeah, we he, had, he, very good question. We have an argument in the Gemara Sanhedrin and Daflama test. We're going to have a, a whole discussion about whether Adam Arishan was a tzaddik or whether he's actually a Russia. This Gemara here follows the opinion that he was a tzaddik. He was meant to eat the apple because this is all part of the process of creation. This is all part of the, um, that he had to eat the apple so that they should bring into the world the idea of hate so that we have the choice. Because prior to that, there was no free choice because we were all good. How would we ever have a choice of doing bad versus good when we're just Canadian, we're all good. So it was all part of the plan that he had, was inexorable, that he had to um, eat from the from the Eitzadas and then the tree of knowledge. And this gave us the ability to choose bad and good and so on. So Remember, um, what was the reason you said why Yitzhak's omitted? Oh, Rashi says it's omitted is because if you, I don't remember the more Shabbos, Hashem, Hashem was, um, was, uh, was trying to... Uh, you Hashem and Avram says your 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 children um, are, are sinners. Avram said, "Fine, let them all be punished." He went to Yaakov. He went to everyone. Nobody defended Eden. Then when he came to Yitzchak, Yitzchak says, "My children, they're your children." And I'll tell you what Yitzchak said. I will. Let's make a deal. Let's. Uh, an average person lives seventy years. The first twenty years of a person's life, they don't count because we don't get punished till you're twenty. So it's fifty years. Half the time we're asleep, so it's only 25 years. You know, half the time we are asleep, we eat 25 years. I'll tell, I'll tell you what, Abishan, I'll take upon myself half, 12 and a half years of every person's follies, and you take upon yourself the other 12 and a half years, and two of us will wear all their sins, and let's save the Yidin. That's what he was busy doing then. So therefore, he wasn't the shepherd that this uh, thing I was talking about. He was busy defending us, actually doing what a leader should be doing. And, and what about Noyach? Is Sadiq Tomim? Yeah, but, but not a shepherd. Shepherd is someone who leads Klai Yisrael. We're talking about shepherds here. Shepherd is someone who, has, who takes care of the flock. So Moshe was a shepherd. Adam in his time only had to take care of his wife. Didn't do a very good job with his kids, um, but he only had, you know, but he, Shaysa, so there, there were very few people in the world, they were all right. Mr. Salah, we delayed the whole thing. And Avram, these are all shepherds, leaders. Why these, Rashi says he doesn't know why only these, there were plenty of other shepherds. I don't know the answer. If Rashi didn't know, I for sure don't know. Who are these eight, uh, you know, members of nobility? Yishai, we learned in Yuma, we learned more about Bakama. Yishai never committed a sin in his life. Shaul HaMelech, we learned in Yuma, Shaul was the greatest tzaddik of his time. In fact, his biggest fault was that he was humble. And he listened to the people instead of leading them as a strong person. Ushmul, Amos Tzfanya, these were Nevi'im. Tzitkiyo, the last king, he was a tzaddik. Umashiach and Elio. Why again these are the only people mentioned? I don't know. Why isn't David there? Why isn't Moshe there? Okay, I just told you. If Rashi says he doesn't know, I prefer them. Okay, see, Rashi says he does not know why these names are nominated. And, you know, and there were so many other names that could be nominated. He doesn't know. I don't know. Says more further. Maybe Ashko says something. I don't know. Abba Sulmus. There are four. There were four ladders for each menorah, and each menorah had four um, had four vessels filled up with oil. And then we learned that the menorahs are very tall. We learned that the 50 amas high, 50 cubits high, and that's why every courtyard in Shalim uh, benefited from the light that was emanating from these menorahs during Simcha's base of Sheheba. And then it says, the four youngsters, they climbed up these ladders, each one had in them, you know, they carry the oil, that drugs of oil, 120 look. Now the question is, was that 
each one carries such a large amount, or was this the, the aggregate? The question is, may have SM look 120 look cool. Um, that means it, the total aggregate for each manero is 120. So each young man only carried 30 look, which is pretty heavy. I did more like 30 liters, which is quite heavy. I the whole each one carried 120 liters, which is practically impossible. Touch by coming here, it says in the Brahsi clearly, the day hem, they carried Kade Shemin shall shleishim shleishim look. Each one carried a jug of oil that was only able to contain 30 look. Shahim kulam mev esmo. The total was 120. Tony, we learned the heim is shabachin haya yoisa. You have to give these youngsters more credit than Benar Shah Martabas Baisis, the son of Martabas Baisis. Martabas Baisis, we had in Maria, was a very rich woman, and she married Yeshua ben Gamla. She married, and this, he was one of the, we called him a corrupter because she used her money to get in the office. And the Tayshas asked, but Yeshua ben Gamla was a great guy. He brought the education system to Israel. And the question is whether there were two different Yeshua ben Gamlas or whether at the end of the day, even though he was a good guy, he would still use her wealth, her position in society to get the job. Well, she also the one in Sukhi. She built that very old tall Sukhi, and they were making learning out from, they say you don't learn out from there. That's base on a base there. That was, um, that was, was Helone Hamalka. That was somebody else. I was it? Oh, okay. Helone Hamalka. Says the Gemara further. And, and they did it more credit than the son of Marta Basbais. What's the story about the son of Marta Basbais? He's a very strong guy. So he was able to carry the two thighs, both sides of a large cow, that was valued for thousands. In other words, we're just trying to use as a description to paint a picture of how kind of large cow it was. And he personally alone, single-handedly, was able to carry both sides of this cow. Usually, if he carries from very heavy, he try to run as quickly as possible so he could put it down. He would walk slowly. He would have his heel to his toe, walked up the long ramp very slowly, and he carried up. That's how strong he was. And yet these youngsters deserve more credit. He will explain the minute why. And his, well, he carries far greater weight than what these youngsters carry, and yet we're giving the youngsters more credit than him. So the first says, the, his brethren, the Kainim, were not pleased with this. Why not? The more people that can be involved in the mitzvah, give everybody, share the, share the mitzvah. Why are you, why are you, um, you know, monopolizing the mitzvah? Why are you hogging the mitzvah? Nevertheless, my Mishabach, why would these youngsters have more credit than him? Because of the weight. What he carried was weighed more than what the youngsters carried. So why are you giving them more credit? El Hassam over there, in the case of this Koyan, Kevish, there was a ramp. So it was, it was on a slope. It wasn't vertical. It was on a slope. And it was not on a very steep slope. Umarube, it was square, so it was quite large. But Lezaki, it wasn't vertical. It, was, it went 32 amas. Uh, um, and it was it had to go nine amas high, so therefore every four amas it went up one amma. So it was on a twenty-five degree, or it was a, um, what do you call it? It was on a um, not twenty, it was on a forty-five, it was on a forty-five degree angle. That's what it was. It was a forty-five degree angle, which is steep, but it's not the same thing as a ladder. Here sumas here's the climbing of ladders. Zakif took him. It was practically one hundred eighty degrees. It was practically straight up. So it was a slightly sloping, leaning against the area. So therefore, for them to climb up, even though the weight was less, is much more difficult than carrying up this uh, ramp that he did. I think 45 degrees is a very steep um, True, but not like, not like 180. 45 degrees. Actually, that's wrong. It's not 45 degrees. I made a mistake. It was a quarter of 90 degrees. So a quarter of 90 degrees would be only uh, 20, 22 and a half degrees. That's the angle, 22 and a half degrees. 
And, and uh, these young men, they were practically in a 90 degree angle, you know, going up. So therefore it, it was much more difficult, like an 80 degree angle, a little bit of a slope versus 22 and a half degrees. Anyway, everyone have a Shabbat Tov and a good Vach and uh,